نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم أما بعد Respected ulama, honored elders, brothers, mothers and sisters Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh We thank and we praise Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal for affording us yet another golden opportunity which we can earn the mercy and the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I make the following reference not for joking purposes and not for us to just take entertainment by it but because it's something we can perhaps relate to so before a huge soccer tournament you would normally have the opening ceremony so people will flock to watch the opening ceremony people don't get me wrong we are no way advocating that you should go and watch these types of things and be part of these types of events lots of wrong happens there contrary to the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nonetheless we want to draw to a greater point so you go and you watch the opening ceremony and that often sets the tone for the tournament that's about to happen it often sets the tone or sets the precedent that okay you know what now we can expect a marvelous tournament so just to try and draw to a greater point today we have this chance to experience a little bit of an opener because the way that we spend this night how strategically Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed it 14 or 13 nights before the month of Ramadan commences. What you do this night might just set the tone for what is to come. So let us use these moments. Often, Qadisali Hassab quotes it. And I'll mention it again for us to take lesson. The people in the generation before our forefathers, they practiced. They didn't know the academics of it. They didn't know the chain of transmission. They didn't know the different meanings or the different interpretations of a verse or a hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But they practiced on it. Each morning, their morning wouldn't start unless they began with the recitation of Surah to Yaseen. When it came to these moments, the nights in Rajab, when it came to the 15th night of Sha'ban, when it came to these special moments up to the Thursday night, even those families that had the TV in their home, they made sure that sometimes they would even cover the TV with a cloth on a Thursday night. I can see, mashallah, our pillars of the masjid and the elderly, those with the white hair on their faces, nodding their head in agreement. Now today we enter a generation where you have a split in the community. You have those that will now concentrate on the academics. Mashallah, it is extremely good to be involved in the academics to see what is it that the books present to us, to look at the various interpretations, but not at the cost of leaving out the practice. Because the forefathers, they didn't know the academics, they didn't know the semantics, they didn't know the technicalities. Today we know the technicalities, we know the academics, we know the chains, we know this, we know that, we know the various meanings of it. But we leave out the practice. I ask you, my brother and my sister, if that's the situation of us today, and I said there's a split because then you have the other half that aren't even concerned of the academics, never mind the practice. What will tomorrow's generation be like? You often see the poster come out that the Sultan or the Prince of whichever Arab country, when it came to 60 years ago, the great-great-grandfather was riding a camel. His son ended up riding a horse. The son after that, ended up driving a car. The son after that ended up driving the Ferrari. The grandson is now driving the Bugatti. 
and then the great grandson will end up riding the camel again. So they asked him why. He said, because the great great grandfather had a vision. He wanted to improve. So he worked hard, he worked tirelessly until he got his son able to ride a horse. And like that, it continued until it came to the spoiled generation where you just start dishing, where you just start giving out. So that son that is now on the receiving end of the Bugatti and is on the receiving end of a credit card without limit and is on the receiving end of those, that, that freedom to do what you want, when you want, become what you want and who you want also. Date who you want, go out with whoever, whomsoever you want, come home with whomever you want. You want to get married to Lucy and you want to get married to George. No problem, absolutely no issue. There's no concern because it's do and do and do and act as you wish. What will happen not just to him or her, but what will happen to their kids, your and my grandchildren or great-grandchildren? So as a precursor to that, let us try and take into our bones and flesh this night of the 15th of Sha'ban. Forget the semantics for a moment and focus on the practice. Because what you do tonight may just prove to be so beneficial and may just pave the way for you to have the best Ramadan of your life. May Allah make it a reality for all. Tonight we ask our respected Imam Qari Muhammad Salih Paksa to indulge us with a recitation of the Noble Quran. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا Oh, 
يحسب الإنسان أن لن نجمع عظاما بل
Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that recitation from Karisab and count it to be from among <coughs> the good deeds that will be weighed on Karisab scales on the day of Qiyamah and let it be a means of Karisab's entrance and Karisab's family's entrance into the gardens of Jannah and let it be a means of salvation for one and all seated here today. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Respected friends, we've heard much of this night over the years before. We've heard of how the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes in heaps. And we also heard that there are a few exclusions from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So today inshallah we narrate to you two stories. The first is taken from what is called the Israeliyat. So regarding the Israeliyat, these were narrations that might have been prevalent in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa from the religions of before from the people of the book from the people of the book when rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was asked pertaining to the these types of stories these types of narrations nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that the nature of it is such that we won't say it is lies nor will we accept it wholeheartedly to be to be complete truth the scholars of islam went on to further deliberate and say that if there is a greater lesson for us to take from these types of incidents then to mention them and narrate them is actually noble and notable so that is our purpose of mentioning this one today a man from the time of the Banu Israel he is an elderly man he is on his deathbed extremely poor life he had lived as he is leaving this world he reminds his wife of a cow that they had and he mentioned, or actually at the time it was a calf. And he tells his wife that, I want you to take this calf, take it to the depths of the forest, and I want you to let it roam freely. So the wife, and he says that I want you to do this on my demise. And he leaves behind his wife, a young little boy. When that boy grows up eventually, and he grows up once again in the lap of poverty, the mother tells the boy that, oh my dear son, your father, when he was leaving this world, he actually had left behind some wealth in the form of a calf. And that calf, I took it to the depths of the forest and I let it roam freely. I want you to go to, toward the forest and I want you to call unto the ilah, the deity, the point of worship of your forefathers Ibrahim and Ismail and Ishaq salam. Obviously, Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. So they were Muslim, they were believers. So the son says, no problem, my dear mother. And he goes, he goes into the forest and he finds the calf. The mother had described the calf that when you look at this calf, by now it will actually be a cow. When you look at this cow, it will be so bright in color that it will look like the rays of the sun. So an extremely bright yellow color. And this was such a diligent boy to his mother, he listened to every word he said and he'd made every move that she had asked him to make. 
So he goes to the forest, he finds the calf and he calls to the calf. He says that I call you toward me with the deity or the name of the deity on the point of worship, the Ilah and the Allah of Ibrahim, Ismail, Ishaq salam, and the calf comes toward this little young boy. And the calf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it such that the calf starts to speak. And the calf addresses the boy that, are you the one that is so dutiful to his mother? And he, he says, yes. Eventually he comes home with the calf or with the cow. And the mother says that, oh my son, you know what? You don't have any money. You're living a destitute life. Why don't you take this cow now and go to the market and see what you can get for the cow? The value of the cow today is about three gold coins. So I want you to go to the marketplace and I want you to try and sell this cow for three gold coins. The son says, absolutely, my dear mother. He takes the cow and he goes to the marketplace. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the narration, the particular narration I narrate from you is, is from the tafsir of uh, the tafsir al-Khazim. There is another similar narration in the tafsir of Imam al-Baghawi. Nonetheless, nonetheless, the son goes and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to test this young boy. He wants to test his dutifulness to his mother. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends an angel in a human form to go to the marketplace and to try and tempt the young boy. So, O oh young boy of today, O oh young girl of today, don't think of it as a calf. Think of it of, as another materialistic item that you own, another fancy item that belongs to you. And think of the test that might come with it. The angel comes to the boy and says, how much for the, calf, for the cow? He says, it's three gold coins. The angel says, I'll give you six. So the boy says, you know what? My mother told me I should sell it for three. And that is the condition. I need to first consult with her. The angel says, you just sell it for three. You give three to your mother. You sell it for six. You take three for yourself. For yourself and you give the three to your mother. No harm, no foul. The boy says, no, that wasn't the condition. I need to go back to my mother. He goes back to the mother and says, there's a gentleman that wants to offer me six for it. So the mother says, okay, tell him that you'll go and you'll sell it for six. When he goes back to the angel, in the human form, he doesn't know it's an angel. He says, okay, we can do the deal for six. The angel says, but I'll give you 12. I'll give you 12. No harm, no foul. You take six for you, you give six to your mother. No issue, some spending for you. Something left for the end of the month, something left for eight day. You can buy yourself the new pair of Jordans. So the boy says, I have to ask my mother. My mother told me six and six is the agreement. When he goes back to the mother, the mother says, you know what? I have a feeling this is a very special human being who is not actually a human being, but I feel like you are being tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So go back to this person and ask him that, look, do you want to buy the cow or not? He goes back to this person and the angel says that I actually came to you as a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fast forward a little bit. And he says that, no, I don't want to actually buy the cow from you. Up until today, the taraweeh salah cannot be completed until we recite verses from Surah Al-Baqarah. You and I cannot complete a full khatm of the Quran unless we read Al-Baqarah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you should take towards Al-Baqarah, فَإِنَّ أَخْذَهَا بَرَكَةً Because the person who takes Baqarah will receive Barakah. The person who has Baqarah in his life, Surah Al-Baqarah, he'll have Barakah. Up until today, you and I read the verses. When the people replied to Musa السلام, that, Oh Musa, we killed it. There's a person that, was been, that has been killed. We need to try and find the culprit. 
Long story short, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them that you need to go and find a cow. You need to take some flesh of the cow and put it on the dead person's body. Allah will then give some miracle to that person to speak even though in a dead state and the culprit or the suspect will be revealed. And they go about, we know the famous incident, they ask what kind of a cow must it be? Uh, must it be a fat cow? Must it be a thin cow? What color must the cow be? And they're baqaratun safra. Go find a yellow cow. Today I'm sure we can drive and we can fly to every country in the world to find a yellow cow. I wouldn't put my money on it. Right? So go and find that cow. Eventually, the cow comes to be the cow that this young boy has inherited from his father. Through what action did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept of this young boy? It was the dutifulness toward his respected mother. The man who is known as the best of tabi'een. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, khayru ummati qarni. The best of my ummah is the people from me, from among my time, the sahaba. They're after the people that follow them who are known as the tabi'een. They're after the people that are known as the atba'ut tabi'een. The people that came after the tabi'een. The best of the tabi'een is a man by the name of Uwais. Umar radiallahu anhu is on the receiving end of the following news from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that year in and year out people will come for hajj when you meet a man by the name of Uwais. You ask him to make dua for you because his dua is accepted. Uwais al-Qarni turns out not to be a Sahabi. He was not in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Years pass. Eventually, Sayyidina Umar finds the tribe of Qarn. He goes, he says, I'm looking for Uwais. He finds the man Uwais. He says, are you the man who has had leprosy throughout his body and you have only just a portion that is cured from your body that is the size of a dirham? Because this is the description that was given to me. He says, yes, I'm the very same person. He said that the Nabi of Allah said that you are that person when you take a qasam, Allah fulfills your oath. If you have to, for example, say, Wallahi, I am going to fulfill this in my life. Then Allah makes it such that you fulfill it in your life. You are that kind of a person. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa told me, I am the Khalifa of Islam, I am the Amir currently, I am the great companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa But when I meet you, I must ask you to make dua for me. Normally we would think, you find a Sahabi, you ask a Sahabi to make dua for you. But here I have to ask you to make dua for me. What is so special about you? He was in the khidmah and service of his mother. And that was the thing that was deterring him. That was the action that stopped him from coming into the company of the best of creation. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's words, never mind he wasn't in, my crea- in, 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 in his gathering, but Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's words when he makes dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds. And one of the groups that are excluded are those that are not dutiful to their parents. We move on to the next item on today's program, and that is a qira'ah by our Imam Qariq Hudayfa Ishaq. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولقد آتيناك سبعا من المثاني
لا تمدن عينيك إلى ما متعنا به تحزن عليهم واخفض جناحك للمؤمنين ولقد آتيناك سبعا
ودع بما تومر وأعرض عن المشركين فاصدع بما تؤمر وأعرض عن المشركين إنا كفيناك المستهزئين الذين يجعلون مع الله إلها آخر الذين يجعلون مع الله إلها آخر فسوف يعلمون ولقد نعلم أن لك يضيق صدرك ولقد نعلم أنك يضيق صدرك بما فسبح بحمد ربك وكن من الساجدين واعبد ربك حتى يأتيك اليقين ولقد نعلم أنك يضيق صدرك بما يقولون فسبح بحمد ربك وكن من الساجدين واعبد ربك حتى ياتيك اليقين فسبح بحمد ربك وكن من الساجدين واعبد ربك حتى يأتيك اليقين صدق الله العظيم ما شاء الله ما شاء الله
Jazakumullah khairan to Khari Hudayfa Sahib. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his family and all of those that listen to him, people from the people of the Qur'an. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. We spoke of the dutifulness to our respected mothers and the honor Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has certainly shown our women folk and our mothers does not come at the expense of our beloved fathers. Let us remember the incident of the man that came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, they don't be of Allah, I've got a complaint. My father keeps on taking money from me. He doesn't ask me anything. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him, okay, tomorrow come with your father into the gathering and we'll see what the problem is. Later that night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends Jibreel alayhi salam to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and told Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah sends his salam to you, O Messenger of Allah. And with that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you that tomorrow you should ask the old man, you should ask the father of the words that he uttered just now that his own two ears didn't even hear. Meaning words and something that he had said to himself, nobody else heard about it. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, okay. The next day in the gathering, the son and father come before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells the son, okay, hold on, I just have to ask your father something. That uh, before we continue, okay, first, what, what is the incident? What, what is the issue? So the father says, my son is complaining that I take wealth from him. I do take money from him, but I take it to try and support his aunties who don't have anything. And I take a little bit for myself as well. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, okay, before we continue, how about you tell me of the words that you uttered last night, but your own two ears didn't even hear it. So the man says, now I'm even more certain that you are the messenger of Allah. Because how else would Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam know of this? No person heard of it. It was something that he had spoken to himself about. And the father begins a few couplets of poetry that he had composed in that time. إذا ليلة ضافت كبالسقم لم أبيت لسقميك إلا ساهرا آتم المنو كأني أنا المطروق دونك بالذي طرقت به دوني فعينا يتهملو That oh my son, I nourished you when you were a baby. I looked after you. I cared for you until you grew up as you grew up and you became an adolescent. You lived upon what I worked for and you and I strove and sacrificed my body, my time, my health, my wealth, all while you could enjoy your growing up. Whenever a night would pass and you were sick, you even coughed a little bit. I was the first to be up carrying you, looking upon you with my heart afraid that even a little breeze can come and cause you some discomfort i would not sleep up until you were actually fast asleep and he continued with, with this poem then when you finally reached adulthood when you finally became a man when you finally started earning when you finally got married the day that i was yearning to see the day that i couldn't wait to see my son what watch him watch as the gates open the floodgates open for his life and he, and he starts to achieve and make something of, him, of himself. You gave me what kind of a reward? You gave me a reward of harshness. You gave me a reward of frowning, of mistreatment. As if I'm the one that owes you 
and you owe nothing. The way you treat me is like what a neighbor would treat his neighbor. No, no, no. Actually, I wish you would even treat me like that. Not as your father, but treat me at least like a neighbor. You see your neighbor, salam, how you, sorry, my grass is growing so long, sorry, something fell on your side. I wish you could just treat me like that. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he hears these words, he looks at the youngster and he grabs him by his shoulders and he gives him a little bit of a shaking and he says, Anta wa maluka li abika. You and your money belong to your father. That was the effect that it had on the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I gave this incident a couple of months back and I spoke about our respected fathers in Islam. I'm choking up as I'm thinking about it because when I was walking out that day, there was an elderly man sitting on a chair not so far from me where I, I stand today. And that old man waited for me and he told me, you know, today you spoke of something and an old man, a, an elderly man who was probably three times my age, he's choking up and he can't speak in front of me. I felt so shy and he said, Make dua, my son doesn't treat me right. That was all he could say. He just said, make dua. I tried to find out who the uncle is. He said, you know what, we'll speak at another time. But make dua, my son doesn't treat me right. That's all he said. How dare you address your father by his first name, O youngster. How dare you think of your father as someone that owes you everything. How dare when all of those years of toiling and sacrificing, you turn around to stab your father in the, in the back. Or you turn around with a frown and mention an ugly word to him. Obviously, we're speaking about those fathers, which inshallah is every one of us that work tirelessly. We're not speaking of cases, special cases where, yes, there might be abuse in the home, even though the greatest of crimes is shirk. But at that point, Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam addressed his father, who was a mushrik and who was making the idols for people to worship. Even at that point, he said, Oh, my darling father, oh, my beloved father, please stop what you are doing. So whatever crime our father might have committed, it cannot be as great as shirk. We still have a duty to our father and our mother. Let us not be among the exclusions from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this night based on the way that we treat our parents. With these few words, we end off and we continue with our dhikr. We implore our brothers that are seated here to please partake in the dhikr. The dhikr and the words that are presented in praise of Allah and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa is not a presentation. It is a matter of, of all of us getting together, letting the walls of this masjid shake with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us all engage in the dhikr together. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barakatuh.
سؤالي واختياري فدعائي وابتهالي شاهد لي بافتقاري يا مولاي الله 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 Allah 
قريبا يا مجيبا يا عليما يا سميعا قد تحققت بعجزي وخضوعي وانكساري يا مولاي الله
أحمد يا هنانا بمحمد ذلك الفضل من Oh, oh, oh. 
Allah Subhanallah Subhanallah Alhamdulillah 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 Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Subhanallah 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 Alhamdulillah 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 Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Subhanallah 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 Alhamdulillah 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 Allahu Akbar Allahu Thank you. 
المقسط الجامع الغني المغني المانع الضار النافع النور الهادي البديع الباقي الوارث الرشيد الصبور الذي ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع اللهم صل أفضل صلاة على أسعد مخلوقاتك سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم عدد معلوماتك ومداد كلماتك كلما ذكرك وغفل عن ذكرك الغافلون الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك ولعظيم سلطانك اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك وتحنن وترحم على حبيبنا وسيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها ونور الأبصار وضيائها وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله we beg for forgiveness oh Allah and this Mubarak night oh Allah oh Allah we thank you for giving us tawfiq to be in your house at this Mubarak night and at this time oh Allah oh Allah give us tawfiq to spend the rest of the night in your ibadah and your worship oh Allah oh Allah make this night a starting point of goodness and barakah and khair for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam oh Allah those of us who are present in our families whoever is sick and in any type of difficulty grant them shifa and afiyah oh Allah those of our family members who have passed away oh Allah fill the qubur with nur and elevate their stages, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, those of our parents who have passed away, O oh Allah, forgive their sins, elevate their stages, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, and give us tawfiq to do those deeds which will benefit them in their graves, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, grant us all pious, noble, and obedient children, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, grant us children and families which will be representatives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's deen and flag bearers of the deen of Islam, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, give us strength in our iman. Do not allow our hearts to slip and deviate, O oh Allah. ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب والله فوتيفاي أو هاتس وفوتيفاي أو إيمان والله والله جبس توفيق أجوز بلست أجوز بلستس تكمل في المسجد عند المبارك نايت تبين في المسجد throughout the year والله جبس توفيق to witness the month of Ramadan and spend our time properly during the month of Ramadan والله والله grant us a month of Ramadan which is full of barakat and spirituality and nur and guidance والله O oh Allah, give us barakah in our rizq, in our lives, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, give our parents barakah in their lives, those who are alive, O oh Allah. Give them barakah and afiyah in their lives, O oh Allah. Allahumma ammit awladana fi al-islam nabatan hasana waj'alhum min al-abrari wal-muttaqeen. O Allah, guide our children, O Allah. Allow them to pray in Islam with firmness and with obedience, O Allah. O Allah, give us... O Allah, give us the barakah and the goodness of this dunya as well as the akhirah, O Allah. Rabbana atina fi al-dunya hasana. وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار والله الأمة برسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم whoever they might be experiencing any type of difficulty whether it be in Turkey in Syria in various parts of the world of Allah in Palestine of Allah in various parts of Africa and China of Allah grant the Muslims ease and عافية والله 
Oh Allah, you have created everything from nothing and you are in full control of your creation, oh Allah. Oh Allah, we have full iman that difficulty comes from you, ease comes from you, oh Allah. Difficulty is a means of elevating stages, forgiving sins, oh Allah. Oh Allah, do not let the ummah become despondent in your mercy, oh Allah. Oh Allah, grant us strength in our iman. Oh Allah, give us the tawfiq to return to your deen, oh Allah. Let us see the glorious occasion like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sahaba witness, oh Allah, the conquest and the spreading of deen, oh Allah. Oh Allah, give us the ability to see the spread of your deen, oh Allah, and the, and the dominance of your deen in this world, oh Allah. Oh Allah, give us the ability to establish deen in our homes, oh Allah. Give us the tawfiq to read the ahadith and the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in our homes, oh Allah. Oh Allah, give us the tawfiq to, to sit in those gatherings in which our knowledge increases, oh Allah. Oh Allah, grant us barakah in our rizq, oh Allah. Grant us halal rizq, oh Allah. Oh Allah, we beg you and ask you to assist those families who are experiencing difficulty in which there is various forms of abuse, oh Allah, various times of trauma and difficulty, oh Allah. Grant those sisters and family members and children, oh Allah, afiyah, oh Allah. Oh Allah, those of our brothers and sisters who might be afflicted with the difficulty of drugs, oh Allah, grant them afiyah and shifa, oh Allah. Grant those families ease, oh Allah. Oh Allah, those who are experiencing the difficulty of debt, oh Allah, arrange for them halal means for them to pay their debts, oh Allah. Oh Allah, give us tawfiq to leave this world in a state that we do not owe any person even one cent, O oh Allah. Oh Allah, grant us halal rizq and grant us barakah in our rizq, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, we ask you for that which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has asked, and we seek protection against that which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought protection. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ibaduka salihun. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masna'adaka minhu nabiyuka Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ibaduka salihun. Anu alayka al-balaq wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.